guys. How's it going? This is Hope. I'm here to talk about some comic books with you. Before I do, I wanted to thank Ryan Daly over at the Secret Origins podcast. We got a very nice plug from him last week, and I really appreciated it. And he does a fine job over there at Secret Origins, and you should go check his shit out, because it's pretty space. Update on the popularization of the slang term space. Still going pretty space. Got a few co-workers saying it. I think it's really going to catch on. Gotta try to figure out a way to monetize this shit, because, uh... I think I'm really on to something. I know it's kind of crass. It's kind of Terry to be talking about the commercial aspects of it, but it's pretty space. Anyway, on with the show. I hear you took a couple classes to learn improv tricks. Yes, and here's a synopsis. Teen Titans number 29, October 1970. Written by Steve Skeets. Drotted by Nick Carty. Teen Titan Roll Call. Aqualad, Hawk, Dove, Speedy, Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, in Captives. Previously on Teen Titans, Aqualad uncovers an evil plot by Orm the Ocean Master. When he goes to the other Titans for help, he finds that while he was out babysitting, the Titans moved without telling him. Dick move, Titans. When he finally locates them living in a robo-skyscraper with the richest, and therefore most trustworthy, man in the world, Mr. Jupiter, they explain that they can't help him. For various stupid reasons, they have made a stupid vow to never use their powers. Aqualad informs his former teammates that their stupid vow is stupid, and goes off to fight Ocean Master by himself. He finds some science notes and punches Orm in his super punchable face a whole bunch of times before he is overpowered by henchmen, tied to a tree, and left to die. Gadzooks! How will our amphibious adventurer escape his arboreal ensnarement? Well, Speedy, Wonder Girl, and Kid Flash show up, jovial as you please, and release the dehydrated do-gooder. They explain that after he left, they took a vote and decided to take a little hiatus from their life-altering vow. Sweet. But also, you guys know that's not how vows work, right? After taking a quick dip, Aqualad informs his Johnny-come-lately teammates that he managed to plant a bug on one of Ocean Master's goons. Because Aqualad is the best. The Titans head back to their old HQ to try to track Orm and his baddie buddies down. Meanwhile, Hawk and Dove use a spare key to let themselves into Sharon Taylor's old apartment. The bad guys are still out to get Sharon, who was a witness to their evil shenanigans, and Hawk figures they might be staking out her apartment. Turns out that Hawk figured right. Nice work, Hawk. As soon as he and Dove turn on the lights, they are attacked by several inhumanly strong thugs. Hawk fights bravely, and Dove sorta stands around bravely, and once it's clear that Hawk is overmatched, Dove bravely sneaks out through the window to go get help. The pubescent pacifist leads the other titans to the pier where the thugs are supposed to rendezvous with their boss. The teens are handling their business when Ocean Master reaches out of the sea and grabs a still groggy Hawk, dragging him underwater. Dove attempts a rescue, but Orm just ends up nabbing him as well, dragging both members of the disparate duo to his underwater lair. Hawk wakes up sometime later, tied to his brother around some kind of a post. Turns out that Ocean Master has been questioning Dove for quite some time. Luckily, it seems that Orm is about as good at interrogating prisoners as he is at designing a helmet that doesn't look like a duck-billed platypus, because not only did he not learn any of the Titan's plans, he apparently told Dove all of the details of the needlessly complicated scheme he's been taking part in. Dove goes on to relay the metric ton of exposition that Ocean Master must have dumped over his head in an attempt to break his will. Ready for it? Okay, here we go. Ocean Master made a deal with some super-intelligent asshole aliens wearing mechanical turtlenecks that if he helped them take over the world, he gets to be their puppet dictator and run the place for them when they go back to space. 
To help him out, the Turtleneck aliens hired another group of aliens to act as muscle. These are the aliens that look like critters that Sharon saw in the park in previous issues. The critter-looking aliens are super strong, but when they're disguised as humans, they're slightly less strong. Also, if they don't switch back to their true form periodically, then they die. Their job is to steal science info from all over the world to give to the turtleneck aliens so that they can determine what defenses Earth is capable of. Also, they tried this exact scheme before, also with Ocean Master, and they failed. Also, and perhaps most importantly, the leader of the turtleneck aliens is named Mofo. Seriously? Mofo? An evil Mofo is trying to take over the world. Next time, Dove, you lead with that. At this point, the bird-themed brothers realize that the post they are tied to isn't very tall, and they can pretty much free themselves by standing up. So, they stand up. Then they beat up a couple of goons and head to the control room to confront Ocean Master and his alien pals. Hawk starts punching, and Dove starts standing around looking worried and half-heartedly second-guessing his peacemongering ways. Then, one of the critter's aliens drops his human disguise, and Dove decides that his pacifism really only applies to human beings. He joins his belligerent brother in punching aliens in their tummies, which seems to be their weak point. The two are holding their own when that evil mofo shows up with a bunch of alien reinforcements. Things look hopeless when, out of nowhere, the rest of the Teen Titans storm in and start kicking alien ass. Or, more specifically, alien tummies. It turns out that the Titans had been using the bug that Aqualad planted on one of the goons to do what they do best. Eavesdrop. The costumed teens proceed to mop the floor with Ocean Master and his alien pals. Hooray. Back at Titans headquarters... Aqualad asks his pals if they're still going to keep their stupid vow. They tell him yes. Sorta. Unless they decide not to sometimes. Way to take a stand, guys. Aqualad tells them that they're stupid and storms off. Hooray. Aqualad is the best. And joining us once again is my good-for-many-things brother, Cory. Cory, how are you? I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm pretty space. Glad to hear it. So, what'd you think? Real cliffhanger last issue. Yeah. To see it pick right up. And thank goodness those Teen Titans came and, and rescued Aqualad. Yeah, that honestly, that kind of came out of nowhere. I enjoyed much of this issue. It was also a bit of a disappointment to me, frankly. What was disappointing? Um, I feel like there were some cheats done with the storytelling. Uh, I feel like much of the plot was advanced through exposition that was overheard by Dove. Well, we the readers were not part of it and Hawk was unconscious. And it's just like, oh, by the way, I figured everything out, and here it is. And it was a ton. Like, the main forwarding of the plot took place in, okay, while you were unconscious, I overheard this, 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 and this. They really owed Dove a lot after sticking him in that space capsule for the whole whole issue <laughs> a couple times ago. Yeah, he was worried he'd blow up, but he didn't. Yeah, um, yeah this is a very Dove-centric issue in many ways. Not quite to the same extent that the last issue was Aqualad-centric, but... Still, very, very focused on Dove, which was was interesting, and that was one of the things that I did enjoy. Although, man, they really don't know what to do with that guy. I was really amused by the, and I don't think they're going to go anywhere with this, but he does sort of have this epiphany. In fact, I think it was like the third segment or whatever it was called, like, decisions. (laughs) It was him just realizing, like, oh my god, I am so lame. All I do is hold guys and wait for other guys to come beat those guys up. And Yeah, that that's not really non-violent. Yeah. He has the kind of realization that just being bad and in the way while I wait for other people to do yeah. violence isn't necessarily non-violent, which is interesting. Yeah, he, he does have that epiphany eventually. 
Uh, he's also like, why does everyone always think I'm a coward? Just because when people start fighting, my first inclination is to run away. And get help. And get help. <laughs> of other people who can punch. It's, uh... It is weird how he's handled, and, and it is also kind of funny to me that every time he is drawn, he's like, why does everybody always think I'm a coward? It's like, I don't know, because every time we see you, you look terrified and incredibly worried. And also, like, you're about 50. Yeah, and the thing is, though, he does have these superpowers, and yeah. and he can punch. He surprises the heck out of Hawk by doing that. I know, Hawk panel. looks so proud of him. I know. But... It's like, what do they do with the character? I mean, his entire persona, his whole character, the Dove, is based around, like, that he runs away from fights. Yeah, it's it's not really a fair forum for the violence versus non-violence, because it's basically like, which is more powerful a concept? Pacifism or violence? In a boxing match. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not like through everyday life that mm-hmm. it's which is a stronger concept. One of my favorite things that was in this, I, I mentioned before the ton of exposition that is dumped on us yeah. while Hawk is unconscious. That's fair, too. There is What is mentioned in passing really, really quickly is that the leader... So, okay. Very complicated plot. Essentially, the information that is passed on through exposition is, okay, so I found out that Ocean Master is being set up to be the puppet of these evil space aliens who are bent on world domination. Mm -hmm. The critter-looking dude that Sharon saw is this different race of aliens Mm -hmm. who the first race of aliens have hired as muscle because the first race of aliens isn't super strong. Mm -hmm. Ocean Master is going to be their goon, and then once they conquer the planet, then he'll just kind of rule it, and I guess they'll collect tribute from him or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... The second, stronger race of aliens, they need to get turned back into their original form every so often or they'll die. Mm-hmm. And when they're in their human guise, they're not as strong as they are, but they're still really strong. Stronger than humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a ton of exposition. Mm-hmm. And we are also dropped in, just in passing, and I think it's only mentioned the once. One time. The leader of the bad aliens. <laughs> Is named Mofo. <laughs> he's bad too. He's bad. He's a bad Mofo. Well, here's the thing. I don't think he's a bad Mofo. I think he's the worst Mofo, <laughs> which is very well, no, different in bad context. Bad. Yeah, no, bad meaning terrible. Not like, bad meaning good. No, not bad meaning good. He's <laughs> he's not a bad Mofo. He's an awful Mofo. Yeah, yeah. I I was wondering about that too, and. It's also brought up, I, I think, again, through exposition that this is not the first time, but the second time also employing Ocean Master that they've tried this. Yeah, basically exact same plot. Yeah. I don't know if they used the... Oh, and I forgot to mention, too, the reason they were there were science notebooks lying around mm. was because the critters-looking aliens... Mm. Part of their job was to steal all the science information that America's top scientists, or the world's top scientists, Mm -hmm. which, let's face it, they're Americans, USA, 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 (laughs) have so that basically the first group of aliens, which maybe I didn't mention this, they all look like they're wearing weaponized turtlenecks. That's a good point. It's true. They'll be able to use that information and it'll make it easier for their attempted takeover of the Earth. 
Well, yeah, they need to know the enemy's strengths sure. by all of our science papers. By stealing our notebooks. Mm-hmm. By taking our science <laughs> yeah, that's, classes. That's, that's where all our <laughs> military might is. Yeah. In our science papers. But then they're just goons and they just drop them sometimes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Whoopsies. Yeah. And also, how did it work out that Ocean Master is the guy that they hooked up with? And I kind of feel like he maybe spun a little yarn. He's like, look, look at the planet from afar. Clearly, the ocean is the biggest part of it therefore you should choose me to, right to be right a i am the master of the ocean which covers most ocean of this, master this globe is right what it says on the box boom yeah i think that may have been the case i think ocean master may have been the only one who was advertising in like the space weeklies yeah <laughs> it's like hey need a puppet look i've got a good organizational network and i'm not above taking orders yeah you need somebody to rule a planet you know what we we drew this comparison last issue uh it would not surprise me if Ted Cruz was taking out those ads right now. <laughs> Ted Cruz is the new Ocean Master. Ted Cruz is the, uh, yes, Ted Cruz is the new Ocean Master. Yeah. And, man, I gotta start picking up those Space Weekly so that I know what I'm up against. No kidding. Ted's... Or, mm. even better, mm. I gotta get a different race of humans who look more like critters <laughs> oh. to go and find that information out for me. Man, that's escalating. Yeah. So... The critters look a little different in this issue. Yeah, less critter-like. And... There's still some critter overtones. I, I would like to point out, I'm going to do some side-by-side ones. They may be up on the website already by the time this airs. In the last issue, that thing looked exactly like one of the critters. Like, it is uncanny, and I think it may have been the inspiration for critters. <laughs> wow. And let me just say also, the movie Critters was inspired. Oh, I, you know, my 10-year-old self would, would probably <laughs> agree with you. I, I thought the, the whole franchise was a delight. Uh, I think it peaked with number three. Were there, were there more than three? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think there were. I think there were like five or six. Oh, my God. A lot of Critters movies. Yeah, God, they, they were bad. I loved them as a child. Yeah. Yeah. So are you are you heading to the... Yeah, well, I'm the... saying in, in this issue, they are drawn... Differently, they they look less, a little bit less like the the critters from the box cover of Critters. And, well, there's a few differences. You, you brought up, you feel that they look like... They had a, the Wilford Brimley-ish, uh, just uh, really any big... They've got a Wilford Brimley face, kind of. Like a, a but, big, scowly face. Well, also, the like that sort of bushy mustache that's bushy to the degree that it makes it look like a brachiocephalic dog like a uh, bulldog how a bulldog has that that big underbite that comes out. oh yeah yeah yeah. so it's like that but combined with the big wilford brimley like mustache hanging over the top yeah yeah no they have that going on it's it is also funny they have what i like to think of as jeff van gundy hair who is jeff van gundy jeff van gundy was the coach of the new york knicks for a long time how did um, i not know that and uh yeah he bounced around the league a little bit and now he does commentary but he hmm. He always looked like he had really bad hair plugs. And that's the thing. Like, I think maybe it's they said that, like, if they stay in their humanoid form too long, Mm. then they get weakened. I think one of the early signs of that is that they seem to be losing their hair. Mm -hmm. Because there's just, like, patches of clumpy, like, mange hair. So you think Van Gundy was a a critter? I think it's possible. (laughs) Or maybe he just called New England Associates and things didn't work out (laughs) so well. Oh, man. There is a brilliant commercial <laughs> that was on in our youth, and I haven't been able to find it on YouTube, 
but I've confirmed with other people who grew up in the area that this was a real commercial. It was a regional commercial for a hair transplant company called New England Associates. And it started with this dude combing his hair with a mirror over the kitchen sink for some reason. And then it's where the disposal is. Yeah, but he's combing it. And like, as he's combing it, just like more hair is falling out. And he looks and he, he looks up sadly and goes, more hair down the drain. <laughs> and then this dude shows up in his mirror and says, Steve, it's time to call New England Associates. They can help the way you look. And he says, Corey, they can help the way I look. <laughs> <laughs> and it was wonderful. And I haven't been able to find it since. In answer to your question, <laughs> yes, I think those aliens have been to New England Associates and they did a bad job. They could not help the way they looked. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... One of the other problems that I that I did have with the storytelling in this issue is that it was set up as a real cliffhanger, the last issue. And, of course, we knew that the Teen Titans were going to come through. Mm-hmm. But they come through, and they are so happy-go-lucky and jovial and just like, hey, you didn't really think it looks like you've got yourself into quite a pickle. Smug. And are just smug and kind of nonchalant. Yeah. And I was like, dude... This is supposed to have been a heart-rending decision that you made. Whether or not you're going to keep this vow that was the result of a man's death. Mm -hmm. Or are going to do what you feel you have to do in your heart. And then they just show up and it's like, hey, why'd you leave so soon? We were going to help you out all along. You shouldn't have stormed out like that. We took a vote. We decided to put our vow on hold for a little while. Which, I'm sorry. First of all, fuck you guys. Second of all, that's not how fucking vows work. And also, yeah, so they come up and they're all like smirking and joking around and peppering Aqualad with questions. And he's like, "Um, yeah, let me get back to you. But first I need to get in the water so I don't fucking die. Yeah. Because that's what was about to happen. Because I'm dying here. Jerks. Yeah. Sheesh. No, they're a bunch of jerks. Also, they left like their two least jerky members just at home. And we don't know what Mal and Lilith are doing. Mm. They were part of the adventure last time. And then they just like, it's like, yeah, we just didn't invite them. Mm-hmm. Which is bullshit because Lilith's powers are the way that they were able to find Aqualad to begin with. Mm-hmm. But then I guess they Maybe, just decided uh, to sit at home. Robin, Lilith. by the way, just went back to college because he had finals this week. <laughs> Two finals. Yeah. Not just one. <laughs> yeah, no, if it was, if <laughs> Sorry, it was uh, one, he, he, he would have maybe helped. But if it's two, oh, sorry guys, I guess it looks like Ocean Master's taking over the world. Well, you know, I want to help my friend not die, but organic chemistry is so Oh, God, hard. if that's what he had, then I forgive him. Yeah. There's a lot of math in that one. That's a doozy. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, whatever. I don't know, maybe uh, Lilith just told him them, uh, like, hey guys, go rescue Aqualad because she wanted some uh, alone time with Mal. I can see that. And that does actually... The fact that you said that, I think that's probably what happened. Mm. And that, well, we won't do it this time. But if it comes up again that Mal is just mysteriously left out of an issue, mm. we are going to do a, what's Mal probably up to? <laughs> <laughs> he's doing his thing, man. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's having a great time with Lilith. I think they're probably out. They're probably having a very nice date. Mm. And, yeah, probably just having a really nice time. When uh, So I listened to the, the special you did through the Traveling Through the Bronze Age one on, on Mal. Yeah. It's first or his his earlier other appearances at what point does he beat up the angels and get the shofar because that that's we not will, we will, anywhere near we here, will right? get to it that happens we will get to titans, it it right? will be in the series and it will be in team titans Woo-hoo. so yeah just a little something to 
you know, look forward to, guys. No, that issue is, I, I may have mentioned it before, that's part of why I wanted to do this series. I think that might have been the first stuff thing like that, does happen. that you mentioned to me about, like... We're trying to why, sell you why, on while yeah. we're doing Teen Titans. Yeah. I was like, okay, that I'm, I'm down. Yeah. So, yeah, uh... Hawk doesn't do particularly well in this issue. I, you know what? I disagree with you. I, I love Hawk in this issue because because yeah. Frank is Frank. Man, like that's his name, right? No, Hank. Yeah, <laughs> Hank. You're clearly Frank. a big fan. Yeah, he's the best. What's his name anyway? He's just super true to form, and I think in part his sort of harshness, like how I just I assume Dove is like his little brother, and he's like, yeah. hey, hey, dummy. Like, there's, in fact, two, when we get to two of my favorite bits of dialogue, were from him just, like, saying mean things to Dove. <laughs> it's the time it, it cracks me up. He's just like, I'm a jerk, I'm gonna punch people, like, yeah, fight no. everybody all the time. No, I agree, I just mean physically, like, I mean, like, so his plan, and I want to give him credit. This was a clever plan, I don't know why the other Titans didn't come up with this as their way to try to... Follow the bad guy. Follow the bad guys, is, and also it's weird that, like... Hawk and Dove don't show up with the other Titans to rescue Aqualad. They lied to the other Titans, said they had to go back home because they've been on vacation this whole time they've been mm-hmm. with the Titans. Which clearly was not the intent. The intent was they had joined the team. They were living with Mr. Jupiter. They are part of the Titans at this point. They are trying to retrofit that. So I think Hawk and Dove will be leaving us soon. Mm. Um, because the dialogue is set up that, oh, their vacation's almost up. And uh turns out they lied. Their vacation isn't up for another week. Mm-hmm. So... They went back to Sharon's apartment, they got a key from her, and let themselves into her apartment with the idea that, okay, the bad guys are staking out Sharon because of what she saw in the bushes. Mm -hmm. They don't know that she's hiding out at Teen Titans headquarters, so they're probably still staking out her apartment. So Hawk and Dove go there, Mm -hmm. let themselves in, Mm -hmm. and figure once they turn out the lights, the bad guys will come running. Turn on the lights. Yeah, once they turn on the lights, Mm -hmm. the bad guys will come running, then they can ambush them. Mm -hmm. And it works perfectly. But it's a very let, clever, let clever away, plan. Right. Yeah, and let one get away and follow him. The thing they didn't figure out was that the bad guys are more numerous and stronger than they are, especially because Dove is not helping. <laughs> and, uh, like, why did Dove even go? I And they're arguing about it, too. There was a, another funny thing, too, of... The, we had debated in the past what is the the way in which they transform into their their costumes. It's they say their names out loud when injustice is. Mm-hmm. But the way that they frame that is really funny because the way that they set that up is like um, they called it the their secret words, yeah. their secret phrase. Yeah, their secret word is it's their, their names. names. <laughs> so they're they're like bickering about like oh, we should be we shouldn't be violent. Yeah, we should punch everybody. And then the bad guys show up and they're like shh. Hawk! Dove! <laughs> Change. And it's pretty good. I, I really enjoyed that. But then, Hawk just gets the shit kicked out of him. And Dove is like, I'll handle this my own way. And then just doesn't do anything. Then he runs away to find help. He runs away to find help eventually. But first he just stands there. And Dove is... And Hawk is, Hawk is just he like, does. will you help out? And he's like, I'll handle this my way. And then he just doesn't do anything. He until... Hawk gets his butt kicked mm-hmm. and then he's like I'm gonna run away and get help mm-hmm. and one of the things in that whole scene where all that was happening that I really appreciated was uh, the window that Aqualad punched the dude through in the still first broken. Thing. It was still broken yeah it was pretty tight it was pretty tight it was uh, and I like that whole setup but yeah so Hawk just gets fucking pummeled and knocked unconscious and then they're gonna go drag him out to the ocean mm-hmm. 
Dove has the Titans rescue him at the pier where mm-hmm. they're supposed to meet up. And he's just starting to wake up. And then Aqu- and then Ocean Master jumps out of the water, grabs him, and drags him under the water. Mm-hmm. And Dove is like, but it, it's just when Hawk is starting to wake up. <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, oh, thank God. And then it's like, oh, glug, 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 glug. And he gets dragged under the water and knocked out again. Dove goes and is just like, you'll have to take us both with you. And so Ocean mm-hmm. Master is just like, yeah, fine. You're not going to hit me or anything? And Dove presumably is just like, yeah, that's not really my thing. I'm just gonna hug you. Yeah. Hug so you they uh, they they get tied up, and this also is maybe a sign that Ocean Master is not the best person to put in charge of the planet. Mm. They tie them up. It's alluded to that perhaps Dove was tortured, or just questioned. Yeah, questioned maybe aggressively. Yeah, loud, <laughs> which he cannot stand. But he he's like, no, I didn't tell them anything, even though they questioned me. But then they tie them up. Hawk is unconscious again. This is where Dove overhears everything. But they tie them up and they, they're they both tied to each other around this post. Mm-hmm. The post is only a little bit taller than they are. So to escape from this, they have to heroically stand up and put their hands over their heads. Well, the top of the post is ostensibly electrified or, or something. I didn't think it was. I don't think there was any sign of that. No, because they're like, ow. They... I think that's just because they had to contort and they're not like good at yoga. But I really think their whole thing was they had to just raise their hands up. Yeah. And, and why? That, what? That's another instance of, of Hawk also giving, maybe in a good-natured way, his brother a hard time. He's like, hey, dummy. I don't think you that was... how it easy it is to escape out of no, the No, that was actually... Dove was razzing Hawk about that. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, I just... I don't think he was calling him dummy. I think... One of the one of them was like, yeah, that was pretty dumb. I should have noticed that. Oh, he was saying that he was being dumb for not having noticed it sooner. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, Dove was saying that. That was that. That was Dove. All right. Well, good on Dove. Trying to yeah. Dove a says what he gets. Oh, it was pretty dumb of me not to notice this. See, the top of the pole is lit up though, like it's a. a I thought that we were just supposed to pay attention to it. Huh. Like, look, I noticed this. I think yeah. maybe it's just, like, really warm. Like, it's, it's, like, a, it's... A, like a light bulb that's been left on for a yeah. while. Like, but, yeah, either way, not a great... No, Ocean Master sucks, man. Ocean Fuck. Master sucks. He, he's, he's bad at He's bad at his job. He also has a dumb mask. He's got a stupid mask. Yeah. Looks like a duck it, face. It kind of does. It really... He has such a punchable face. That's why he gets punched so much. I hate Ocean Master. I know you do. Yeah, I kind of do, too. He He's not as... He's not the best bad guy. He's not even, like, one of my top three Aquaman bad guys. Mm. You got top three Aquaman bad guys? Going Black Manta first. Mm. Black Manta's pretty badass. I really like Black Manta. Then you got... I always had a soft spot for the Fisherman. Fisherman's pretty great. And then... Eh, it's debatable whether this counts as a bad guy or a vil- or, or an Aquaman villain. I'm going to say Quisp, who's uh, his imp guy. Like his, he's his version of like Mister Mixtabiddle. Oh, okay. But yeah, no man, Ocean Master. Ocean Master sucks. Fucking Orm, Orm Marius. That's not a. That's not a human name. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to be full human at this point. Nah, don't mm-hmm. care for him. Mm-hmm. But he gets punched pretty good. Yep. Pretty pretty good. Oh, the other uh, interesting thing about the bad guy critter aliens, mm-hmm. their their weak spot is their tum tum. Yeah, I don't want to get punched in the tum. Yeah, yeah, no. Whether they're human or critter, their mm-hmm. their tummy is their weakness, mm-hmm. and so just keep keep punching them in the tummy. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, that's we mentioned earlier. Dove has a, a turns the corner and decides to embrace violence, and that it's he's okay with punching these guys in the tummy because they're not quite because they're not well, his fellow man. He, they're not his fellow man, but that didn't. That is a slippery slope. That is a slippery slope you're on there, Dove. In what form are they? In not that, quite your mellow mellow man, your other man. Well, no, I'm your just saying man. like. Violence isn't like like a pacifism isn't specifically set up like against your fellow man because like and that means you can fight any alien you can fight any like yeah well you know Atlanteans aren't technically human so I mm-hmm. could fight any of them mm-hmm. there's lots of people he can I, I'm just wondering if this means he's just gonna go around turn into a total asshole and be like what I'm still a pacifist and punch out horses and shit. Mm-hmm. Because fuck that if he is. You shouldn't punch horses. No. I mean, not... Corey, are you in favor of Dove punching out horses? In general, no. What about if he was punching out Misty? Misty was a pony. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, are you okay with Dove going around punching out ponies? It's just, it's situational. In general, (laughs) I I also don't favor violence, but there are situations in which it And those situations would be ponies? Not all ponies. Okay. But certain ponies, you're okay with Dove punching out. If if Dove feels he's in danger, like mortal danger from a <laughs> pony, he should punch the shit out of it. And that doesn't count as violence. I didn't say that. Okay. You just think you should do more violence. Well, yeah. I mean, ponies. it's like like the, the parallel that you drew before with the like, pacifists in a boxing match. Like, it's... Yeah. The, the crime fighting is, you know, fighting... It's maybe not of, his thing. Maybe uh, he should quit and become an accountant. It is ironic that the pacifism, the super pacifism powers that he, are, he is given are increased strength and agility. Right. Like... And to, to which he uses to hold other people so they can be beaten up by other people. Like, right, you know, pretty... pacifism. Yeah, that's how that works, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Problematic character. I I like Hawk and Dove. It is, <laughs> it is weird. I know Steve Skeets was one of the co-writers for the original Ditko uh, run on Hawk and Dove. And I, I've read things where it was, uh, it was really difficult to work with Ditko on Hawk and Dove because he would always insist that, like, no, Dove is a coward. Mm. pacifism is weakness mm. um and he did not want it to be like well there are two sides you know it's mm. like yeah there are two sides and hawk is right and duff is wrong mm-hmm. there's that yeah i know this is a funny dynamic too though because hawk is a jerk all the time and he's not likable but yeah he's but he's actually up. correct he's always right yeah in these situations so then yeah we get to the end of the issue bad guys get beat up ocean master gets foiled Hooray. The Titans did what they do best, which is eavesdrop to find out what was wrong. Um, And yeah, I want to come back to that once we get to the favorite parts. And then Aqualad is basically like, okay, I'm glad you guys came around. Now we can all fight crime together, right? And they're like, whoa, 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 wait up, buddy. We still took a vow. We're just on break from our vow right now. Mm -hmm. Man, your teen Titans are going to be awful spouses you vows don't work like that <laughs> you can't just be like whoa, whoa 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 this was an extenuating circumstance we were in las vegas yeah yeah as soon as we get back from vegas i took a vow yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. bad titans but they did they're like no no we, we took a vow we're still not gonna use our powers 
we'll sometimes use our powers, but we're mostly not going to use our powers. But we will use our powers, but we mostly won't. To which Aqualad justifiably calls bullshit. Yeah, no, he, he's like, well, I can see you really learned something from this, but you didn't learn enough. Suckers. Yeah. He, and then he's just fucking out. Total mic drop. Exit. Yep. Yeah, that was good. It was it was a good ending. I'm glad he got his licks in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot that I really liked about this issue. I think it, it was it was fun, but it also seemed to me like it was cheating, and it was jarring initially reading it. The Titans' attitude towards coming back that there had been no real soul searching about breaking their vow, and that it was just like happy go lucky, smug, cocky, didn't fit. And like I said, just like that, so much of the the exposition took place in this big chunk that it's just like, oh, I overheard all of this stuff off panel. Seemed like cheating. So what was your favorite dialogue? I have two examples, and they're both examples of Hawk giving Dove a hard time. Okay. One is on page 15 when when Hawk has to rescue Dove, and he kind of, I imagine him muttering to himself as he goes off to rescue his younger brother. Oh, weak knees is in trouble again. <laughs> like, yeah. Out. That's pretty good. The second one is after Dove has his change of heart and jumps into the fray for like the first time ever, and and um, Hawk's totally yeah, I know what you're saying. That's just, a, welcome that's aboard, little man. <laughs> F- finish what he says because the rest of it's actually pretty good too. Welcome aboard, little man. Don't know what turned you on, but it's about time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had that one too. That, that was pretty good. Uh, I think my favorite, it, it's it's a really little one, but it's when the Titans finally show up and start beating up uh, old Ted Cruz's face and his pals. Wonder Girl, as she kicks a dude in the face, just, in the face, just says, hi, my name's Wonder Girl. What's yours? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is such an easy, cool thing. They, any hero could say that in any situation, mm-hmm. but it works so well. And it's just like, oh, that's... That's, like, the kind of thing, if, like, Peter Venkman beat people up, he would say shit like that. That's a nice, like, superhero foppish type of, like, off-the-hand line that and I really like. she's, like, kicking the bad guy in the face with both feet while she says it, too. Yeah. It's pretty badass. It's pretty badass. I, re- I really enjoyed that. That was my favorite dialogue. Mm. So, what was your favorite panel? Oh, boy. Yeah, tough to choose. Yeah, man, so many. I think out of the three choices, the one I'm probably going to go with is... <sighs> It's tough to say which panel it is because it's an entire page that's got probably like four triangular segments on it um, opposing each other that depicts the fight scene between the, the Titans and the aliens. But at the beginning of it, I titled it Confused Aliens because, yeah, the the there's an arrow winging around um, two of the headgear turtleneck aliens and one of the critters. Yeah, it's it seems to be like... I think they're getting lassoed, and there's also some kind of, like, a boomerang arrow that's, like, emitting sonic beams at them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on, but but they've got these giant question marks and exclamation points floating off the top of their head, and the Wilford Brimley critter guy is just like, ah, what's going on? And then that's followed immediately by the, hi, my name's Wonder Girl, what's yours, dropkick. Yeah. And then we got Flash, wham, bam, watch out, Sam, he says as he's knocking fools out left that's and right. That's pretty good. And then there's another pun underneath that where we got Aqualad who says, I seem to be hanging on to your coattails. Sorry about that. As he's like winging. He's, he's um, twirling Ocean Master. Ocean Master around and slamming him into a wall. Yeah. And it's just, uh, there's it's a ton of action and the, 
main thing that cracked me up was just like the look on that Wilford Brimley critter face. He does look pretty confused. So perplexed. Yeah. Confused aliens, page 20. Bam. Yeah, that one's pretty good. My favorite, I had a couple to choose from, actually. They were, one was on page 12, and it's all of the Titans huddled around listening to the radio, and they're all drinking cups of cocoa or coffee or something as they're all just like sitting around on a couch listening over eavesdropping together and it's just really nice it's nice to see them all eavesdrop together because it's been a while sharon's there but there's just something about the way they're all just like crowded around the radio just huddling over these mugs of cocoa uh as they eavesdrop that i really really liked my second fa- uh, other favorite one is on page 13 and it's hawk and dove are trying to they've taken off their bonds and they're trying to find out where the like the main thing in the uh ocean master's headquarters is and there's actually a couple of really good panels on that page one is dove swiping a wrench out of a thug's hand well hawk punches him in the gut and that takes him out of the action and then they're having a little bit of dialogue and Dove offhandedly tosses the wrench over his head and it bonks the guy on the head who is starting to wake up and has a gun in his hand. And it's clear that Dove doesn't know this is even going on and he's just tossed a wrench over his hand and it's like, even in trying to be nonviolent, he has knocked out a thug using a wrench. And I really liked Uh So, who is your favorite Titan this issue? I, I had two to choose from. I think the the first may be kind of the obvious choice where I feel like Aqualad really drives the whole story sure. again. And I really like how the issue ends with basically him admonishing the gang to, uh, let's say... Grow the fuck up. Or we could even say, tighten up. <laughs> uh, when did you think that one up? Just in the kitchen earlier. When okay. We were, when we were chatting. Okay, I wasn't sure if you'd like been... Sitting on that all week. Nope, it just came to me. So, yeah, I'd say my first vote is, is Aqualad, but I'm guessing you, you may vote for him also, so I wanted to have an um, alternate. I'm actually, my vote is going to be for Dove. For Dove? Interesting. Why Dove? Um, I feel like he had a real growing up arc where he realized how stupid he was, and he I appreciated did. that. And he, he, he rescued his brother, who's an asshole, to him the whole time, and he was... He was pretty great. So conversely, my second choice was Hawk for being, <laughs> for such, being, a dick to his for being such an asshole that he, he forced him <laughs> to grow up and realize what a lame he's been Wow, as a crime fighter. Goodness. Tough love. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this issue. Thank you so much for joining us. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can contact us at ttwasteland at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out our website at ttwasteland.tumblr.com, or you can just check out our Facebook page. I'm going to try to put up a critter versus critter pick, and man, maybe we can check out like the worst mofo, things like that. Should put up one of Wilford Brimley next to the critters. Too. Oh man, Wilford Brimley critter. Triptych. Oh man. <laughs> try the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh. oh. Have you... You've seen the show Strangers with Candy, right? It's been a while, but yeah. There is a book on tape that they read that is by Wilford Brimley on that show that is the best thing that has ever been on television. Wow. You do a little bit of research. Look up Wilford Brimley reading Retardation, a Celebration from Strangers with Candy. It's a real treat. (laughs) 
I'm Archie Bell, and this is the Drells, and this was the podcast we <laughs> tightened up with. <laughs> and they knew it. <laughs>